Hello and welcome to Swift Love. <laughs> no, we have to start over because you, you said hello. No, you went hello and I went to say hi, but it just came out as because <laughs> you kept talking. Okay, okay, back it up. Abby and Kat were born in 1997 and became best friends when they were six. Grew up together and started a band and bonded over music ever since. Twenty years later, they are all grown up and spend their free time analyzing lyrics. Now here they are talking all about their Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Taylor, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to Swift Lore, <laughs> podcast where we talk about the lyrics and lore of our Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. I'm Kat. I'm Abby. And we're here to talk about Christmas things, if you can't tell from my hat and the <laughs> stocking and our little nutcracker dude. Merry Chrysler. It's officially December Happy for crisis. you guys. We still got another week. For us, it's December. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Time. For us, it's November 26th. So since we are jumping into the holiday season, I suppose we're already in the holiday season if you include Thanksgiving. But anyway, since it's December for you guys in the future, um, <laughs> we are doing Christmas inspired songs. So I am covering Tis the Damn Season. And I am covering Christmas Tree Farm. And let me just say, when I sat down today, I said, I've actually never heard Christmas Tree Farm because I'm a, a noob. <laughs> and then I said, well, here you go. And I put it on and I left the room like. And I just sat here like, oh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I hated that noise so much. I hated that too. And you better fucking leave it in. You better oh, leave no. it in. Okay, because it's so jazzy and she sounds so good. And also just like Christmas music in general, I have a love-hate relationship with. There are some that I just can't stand and they're very overwhelming and they're all kind of the same. And this one's just, it's fun and it's cute and it's new and it's Taylor. It's Taylor. So I I love that experience. Wait till you listen to old-timey version. Oh boy. I cannot wait to learn more about this song that I literally didn't know existed until today. And please don't like chastise me it for wasn't, that. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into why I think it's fair that you haven't listened to it. Also, okay. I, I pulled up this picker wheel so that Ooh. we don't have to rock paper. Goodbye, rock paper. It was nice knowing you. I feel like because the problem is that every time you chose paper or you chose rock. It, and then <laughs> so if I wanted to go first, I would just choose paper. Okay. Because I panic and I forget. I, I just, know. I, don't, I forget. And so, so now we're doing a, a spinny wheel. Okay. We're spinny wheel. Spinny wheel. Spins however a spinny wheel spins. Abby's first. Whoa, You've two been selected. weeks in a row. Wow. Let's go. Okay, well, that's good because mine's sad, so we might as well just get the sadness right on out of the way. All right. Tis the damn season. I'm excited for this one. I love this fucking song. I love it, too. I think I cried to the song on Friday, just for no reason. I don't have any emotional connection to it at the moment. You don't need to... You don't need a reason. Um... So my first note here, remember when I said vigilante shit was the only Taylor song with a swear word in the title? <laughs> I was wrong. It, uh, well, damn, it's like kind of not a swear word. Isn't it in the Bible? <laughs> Doesn't that mean you can say it? <laughs> or is that a rule I just made up in my head? I don't know where you got that rule, but I don't <laughs> think it's a rule. It's kind of like when we were little and your mom told you that you could swear if it was singing along with a song, but not otherwise. Um, when Where it's I, like it feels like a real rule, but it's my, actually just a you rule. My parents did not care really if we swore, but I never did. And neither did my brother really, except on Christmas Eve, we had a rule in the house where James and I each got one swear word that we could say on Christmas Eve while we played poker. <laughs> you know, Christmas Eve poker as you play. <laughs> well, it was it was like a kid's version. It was called it's called garbage, and I could go into the. Oh yeah, I used to play. Oh, is yeah, I used to play that. I can't remember how to play, it, but I it's know I played really, it. It's really really easy. You probably taught me like, how to play it. Uh, probably it's just like a little kids thing, and so that was the thing is I could be like, damn, whenever I missed something, and that was like our rule. So damn conclusively <laughs> is a swear word That's because what she was allowed to say it during garbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's in the Bible. <laughs> that's uh, Abby Ann's 27. <laughs> my, it's my verse. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, okay. This song, the title is Stylized in All Lowercase because she's cool like that. That's, yeah, Folklore Evermore. Or yeah, all. Which I love. Stylistically, I love that choice. 
Um, it's the fourth track on Evermore, which is her ninth album. It came out two weeks before Christmas in 2020. Um, I was trying to think about what happened in Christmas 2020. And I think my dad had COVID. I know it was just a bad time. Like what a traumatic time for everyone yeah. in the whole world. Yeah. COVID, man. I mean, I know it's still out there. Um, but like that, that period of, of life, like was awful, but I'm so glad that we had Evermore and Taylor Swift to get through it. True. And then I just wrote, tis the damn season indeed. What What was I doing? This was, I wrote this at 2 a.m. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's fine. So in the liner notes of Evermore, Taylor said that there's a storyline on the album about a woman named Dorothea who returns to her hometown it said, according to Wikipedia, it was a, a town in Mississippi. I will totally mispronounce this, so I'm sorry to Mississippi people. But to to Palo, to to Tupelo, Tupelo. Sing oh. it like in Dorothea. Stars in your eyes shine brighter in Tupelo. Oh, okay, yeah. So again, me and my auditory processing disorder. I just I probably thought she was saying two below, even though that doesn't make sense, like in a sentence thing. But I just vibe. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, um, so. It says that Dorothea goes home for the holidays and reunites with an old flame. And it's probably referencing the song. And by probably, I mean, it's referencing the song. That's what this song is about. <laughs> um, it's in tandem with the eighth track of Evermore, Dorothea, which we just talked about. And that's from the perspective of the old flame, the lover, which is fun. It's so cute. Taylor wrote this during the Long Pond studio session overnight while drunk, and then presented it to Aaron Dessner the next day at 9 a.m., and he said his brain exploded. Fair enough. Like, actual quote. And honestly, mine did, too, when I first heard this. He's right. This song peaked at number 23, which is Cat's Lucky Number, uh, on the Billboard Global Hot 200, and was performed at the Eras Tour on nights when Nobody No Crime wasn't. So, like, most nights. So, most nights. Um, also, Wikipedia... Or someone, there was a quote from someone that said that this song spins a twist on traditional Christmas balladry. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, what? A uh, I don't actually have thoughts. Just just that. I saw somebody else that argued that the song is about Thanksgiving weekend and not about Christmas. Yes, I have seen that theory. I saw that theory when I was researching it too. And it, it could be. It could be. Who's to say? Who's to say, Taylor, I guess. Or me. Like I decide, no. Me, me, as in every person listening to it can have their own interpretation that are all valid. True. Um, this song received widespread critical acclaim. People went feral for it. I went feral for it. They praised her lyricism and the way that she like really has this nostalgic and vivid picture of this experience of going back to your hometown, reuniting with someone that you used to, like maybe you still love, but it's weird because it was a past thing. So it's, you know... Um, also, Screaming This at the Eras Tour, fucking banger. This is one of the songs I got Eras Tour amnesia with. I don't remember it. The only thing I remember is just like at the chorus part, just like screaming and doing like. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember from that song. I don't, was it in the movie? No, okay. because uh, Haim was there right. for all the recordings, but mm -hmm. also that there's so Nobody No Crime got cut, cut anyways. Yeah, so I even if they it. do an extended version, this still won't be in it. Mm. Womp womp. Womp womp. Um, personal quick. Why do I always say collections? Personal collections. Oh my goodness. Okay. Personal connections. I just wrote, oh boy, do I dare. Because <laughs> last year, I call it COVID Christmas. Because last year I got COVID the week before Christmas. And so that period of my life, I was listening to this song a lot. And it's one of those things where you're really sick. And so like things just stick in your brain different so I don't really remember a lot of things but I remember this song <laughs> so right before I uh, tested positive for COVID and I'd like to say I didn't give it to anyone I still don't know who I got it from let me just preface the story with that but the day before I tested positive before I was symptomatic um, an old flame pulled up to my apartment in a truck who it was it was RX oh <laughs> RX I love it. it's like a fucking prescription <laughs> say rx because cat and i both dated this person <laughs> but anyway showed up in a truck on christmas season that's so fucking tis the damn season <laughs> i know i know because we were like high school sweethearts just like let me just 
<laughs> no, literally. And I told he like he knows this because I told him I'm like this whole thing is very tis the damn season coded, and I think I sent him the song because <laughs> I have no chill. Like we're really good friends, so I have I have no chill with this. But just like the vibes of it all is all like it's very tis the damn season coded, <laughs> and I just had to bring that up. Okay, lyrical analysis. Let's get to it. Let's. <laughs> um. So it opens with Aaron Dessner's instrumental. He worked on this music. I think the instrumental was done before the lyrics were, and he had it done for a while. Um, I just love this. It's such a calm, like, it sets the scene. Because usually Taylor, with her lyrics, sets the scene. And she starts off talking about little details of, like, where they are and what's happening. But I feel like the music on its own in this one just makes you feel, like, kind of warm. And it's also a little Christmassy somehow or, like, wintry. The music, like... The vibe is giving like stick season, like like the yeah. season. It yeah, it's just and then like, also it is kind of giving stick season this thong, the, 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 the thong, thong. <laughs> stick season thong. Noah Khan merch idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't he would do that. <laughs> it's like when Hosier made his thing on his website. Take me to merch. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, someone said it for the meme. He was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> this song is very stick season coded in it both is. the literal weather vibes and the lyric vibes. Yeah. Um, so the first line, if I wanted to know who you're hanging with while I was gone, I would have asked you. Which it starts off like right out of the gate. They have a rapport. You wouldn't just say this to someone. Yeah. Like, I guess this could be taken as her being kind of bitter and sad about him being with other people. But that's not how I interpret it. No. It's her being like. If I, if I wanted to know, like they have this, this relationship already where she's yeah. like, we don't have to worry about anything else that went on since I was gone. It makes me think of like, they're having a conversation and he's like telling a story and he kind of like pauses and she's just like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I interpret it. It's fine. It. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Seriously. It's cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> I'm feeling very normal about this. <laughs> um, but this whole song is about them putting aside literally everything just to have this special weekend together. Um, it's the kind of cold fogs up windshield glass, but I felt it when I passed you. So now she's setting up the weather. Specifically, it, I just wrote, it's cold. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> so astute. <laughs> anyway, so she's <laughs> using the metaphor of fogging up window glass. Um, could be referencing a normal window that happens during winter. Could be referencing something a little more spicy. We've all seen Titanic, probably. <laughs> you know, I actually haven't, but I know that scene. Everyone knows that scene. You haven't seen Titanic? No. Should I see it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll we'll watch it next time we have a sleepover. Okay. Um, so when she says, I felt it when I passed you, that could be like she feels the coldness or it could be something else. It could be a lot of things. Um but she just felt something abrupt when she saw him that completely clouded her vision like it did the windshield glass. I love that. I've always thought of it as like she gets that like blast of warmth when she sees mm. him. And it's like when you breathe warm air onto a cold glass and it fogs mm. it up. Oh. Which lines up with your interpretation. Yeah. That's really cool. I just, I just, lo I just love her. I love Taylor. I just love her so much. Um, there's an ache in you put there by the ache in me. Hello? Okay. Aaron Dessner called this line instantly relatable. It is. It also is instantly ow. It's instantly it ow. It instantly aches. Because it's like <laughs> that when you break up with someone because like, you know, mm -hmm. like, because, you know, you're moving to Hollywood to be, a, you know, try to be an actor like Dorothea. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you don't want to do long distance and like, it's not going to be good for you guys. So you got to break up. Right. But you got ache. Yeah. And I wrote, it's a, uh, okay. 2 a.m. Abby kind of popped off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. She wrote. She wrote, I wrote, 2 a.m. Abby's a different breed. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> um, it's a reciprocal pain that they carry for each other and by each other. <laughs> so also just as a general concept, uh, an ache is like feeling sore. It's like a yearning. It's an enduring discomfort. And uh, he feels it because she does. Or the ache in her could be commitment issues or other like other issues that she might have, other baggage, um, or her decision to leave the relationship in her hometown, and that that puts an ache in him. So there's a lot of, again, there's just so many interpretations of this. So I, can't, I can't cover all of them. If it's all the same to you, it's the same to me. Like, they know what they're about. 
are like water under the bridge. We're both on the same page, or at least she seems to think they're both on the same page about this. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter that it might end up hurting them more because it's comforting in the moment. It's just like, we're going to just take advantage of this while we have it sort of vibes. Um, again, with like, we could call it even. We could just say, I hurt you, you hurt you. I've got an ache, you've got an ache, whatever. We can I think you said, I hurt you, you hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I've done nothing wrong, but it's whatever. We'll I, call it even. I hurt me. <laughs> That's Abby talking. I hurt me. I hurt my own feelings constantly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're doing it right now. <laughs> Truly. Okay. You call me babe for the weekend. I just wrote, what a cool way to say let's hook up. <laughs> um, I actually wrote, let's hook up and tempt our unresolved feelings, <laughs> which, uh, fair this, enough. I have my discussion question is kind of about this, but this is a bad plan. <laughs> this is bad. It'll be fine. You know, it'll be, we'll call it even. We'll hook up for the weekend and then we'll both go our separate ways and be totally fine. Nothing will be wrong. It's fine. Um, okay. The, there's parallels. Hooking up with your ex. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there are parallels to some other songs like Cardigan, Giving Me Your Weekends. It's nice to have a friend, call my bluff, call you babe, stay in bed the whole weekend, and blank space. I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. Just weekend things. <laughs> okay, the title, Tis the Damn Season. <laughs> so it's a play on like, Tis the Season to be jolly. That's like the thing. It's supposed to be this joyous occasion and she's almost cursing it. She's like, Tis the Damn Season. Now's the time to be doing shit like this is basically what she's saying. <laughs> Again, it's like a bitter, dry humor in this song. If you if you look for, or if that's how you interpret it, which is how I interpret it. It also makes me think of like when you come home for the holidays, and like I don't know about where other people live, but in Rochester, it's like there's nothing to do <laughs> because it's just like cold, and you can't go outside, and like mm -hmm. there's only so many indoor restaurants that you can go to before you run out of stuff. Is like sure. tis the season. What the fuck else are we gonna do but make poor choices? <laughs> <laughs> it is a great time to make poor choices. <laughs> Don't make poor choices. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Um, but seasonal depression really just hits sometimes, you know? Um, okay. So for write this down, she's basically saying we have to remember this for next time. Or maybe she's saying, like, listen to me. Like, even though this is short term for the weekend, I really do care. It could be either way. Um, also, Genius really, really went there. Whoever wrote for Genius the lyric breakdown for this, I just want to say, Wow. Because I wrote this whole quote down. Due to its privacy, Dorothea knows that this relationship will get written out of any retelling of her life. So she begs her lover, the only person who knows about it, to write it down in a desperate attempt to have proof of his existence and keep it permanent as long as possible. Without any scrap of evidence outside of two fallible memories, the world's knowledge of this rare relationship will inevitably fade away. Holy shit. <laughs> who did this? Genius. <laughs> Literally. Ouch. Who did this? Who wrote that? Um, I also, in my locket that I'm wearing right now, I have on the inside, when you open it, there's a little scroll that says, write it down how you got here. Just a quote from Turtles All the Way Down, one of my favorite books. Banger. So I just had to reference that. Still haven't read that. I need to. Um, I'm staying at my parents' house. So it's just like, you know, relatable content. Like I've been in Rochester my entire life. So uh, this song doesn't particularly, like, I don't know what it's like. I wouldn't even went to college in Rochester. You still so stayed at your parents' like. house during breaks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's definitely a, a, just a weird and different feeling, but it's just really relatable. Um, the Road Not Taken Looks Real Good Now is uh, kind of like the Robert Frost poem. Um, also, I just love that line. The Road Not Taken Looks Real Good Now. Yeah. Like there's something about when you visit home for the holidays. Like I used to do this a lot because I feel like this is like her first like Christmas back after going out out west. Mm -hmm. And it like freshman year I remember like the first time I came home I was just like I made a mistake going to college mm. everything is dumb why did I do this Rochester is so great mm -hmm. it's 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 this weird feeling because even though like being a teenager sucks as we've mentioned there's also something so nostalgic and like romantic about the time being 17 ish 16 17 years old because being an adult also sucks but differently yeah and like this song like being like 18 like you mm -hmm. feel like you're an adult you feel like you're a grown-up and you come home and you're just like oh my god things changed like I've never mm -hmm. been away when things changed before and now I come back and like things are different and it's weird yeah like even going back to my my section like my neighborhood and just seeing 
things different, like trees cut down or buildings repainted. Or Weird. like you go into your parents' house and you're like, that picture is different. And they're just like, yeah, we just like got a different yeah. print. And you're like, this is not right. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's a strange feeling. Um, but so she chose her path. She chose the road. And now she's looking back on the, the what ifs and seeing like how sweet and simple it could have been if she, if she stayed, if she'd done this and been in this relationship. It always leads to you in my hometown. Um, she really kind of is yearning for this relationship. She's almost like, I wish it could have worked. And when she says it always leads to you, it reminds me of like in every universe, except the one that I'm in. Yeah. The what if, like we always end up together, but I chose like, I chose not to. Um, Owie. Ouch. I parked my car right between the Methodist and the school that used to be ours. The using the landmarks of mm. your town to mm-hmm. talk about place is like so, because I mean, I still don't know street names. I've lived here for 26 <laughs> years, pretty much. Um, but like, especially when I was like 18, like trying to describe where things were, I would use landmarks instead mm-hmm. of street names because I didn't know street names. So it's like so like classic. It's just so good. Yeah. It's, oh, I love her. Lyrically, this song is so good. Like I had, I'm trying to just get through, but every single lyric I had something to say. It was very. Because every single lyric. It's so banger. good. It's so descriptive. Uh, I just love it. Um, the holidays linger like bad perfume. Again, what what are you on? What alcohol did you drink and where can I purchase it? It was probably like a $1,000 bottle. It could have been. But also, it, no amount of alcohol will turn my brain into Taylor Swift's brain. That's true. Maybe try drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. Don't do them. Although that reminds me of the last time we went to the dentist. And my dentist is kind of, he's funny. And I was talking about how I, how I can't sleep. He is John Stamos. I uh, was talking about how I can't sleep. And he was like, well, why not? And I'm like, I don't know. My brain just doesn't shut off. And he just looks at me and goes, try drugs. <laughs> Sometimes I get nervous <laughs> on, on airplanes. airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So for the holidays, linger like bad perfume. <sighs> okay. Cardigan. I knew you'd linger like a tattooed kiss. I knew you'd haunt all of my what ifs. There's a lot of connections to Cardigan in this. Yes. Which I think makes sense because it's drawing the parallel of that like first love. Yeah. And we know Betty and James end up together, but this is almost like the other side of the coin of like, what if they didn't? Exactly. What if Betty was like, actually, James, fuck you. Right. Except that's not what's happening here. But yeah, that's what I wish Betty did. It's I just feel like all these stories are kind of interconnected. Like those movies like Valentine's Day or... um, uh, Love Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm at Valentine's Day. That has Taylor Swift in it, so that's why. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but those movies where it's so many different characters, but then they all intertwine and interact in different ways, and the stories all come together, and that's what Folklore and Nevermore feels like to me. Yes. Um, you can run, but only so far. Like, she's always reminded of this place, even though her life has been set up so far away. Okay. I escaped it, too. Remember how you watched me leave? Even like a father. <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? <laughs> I think he just exercised a demon. Ladies and gentlemen, I have died. I hate that. I have died dead. Put it back in your mouth. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that. Well, that line just, uh, you know. Uh, it would already hurt. Now I made it hurt more. Continue. Did. Um, anyway, new lore just dropped. <laughs> Remember how you watched me leave? Um, gives context to how their relationship ended. And it could be interpreted in a lot of ways. But um, he watched her leave. He had the opportunity to go with her or get her to stay. And he didn't. And then I just wrote, say don't go. <laughs> so I just like spooky ghost away. Ouch. <sighs> um. But also she says, I escaped it too. So does that mean he also left this town and they're just both home for the holidays? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I feel like he didn't leave, leave Tupelo because of like how Dorothea sounds. Mm. But I wonder if he's like away at college and like is, you know, changing his life by like giving himself a new opportunity, something like that. Yeah. But like, maybe. Yeah. 
maybe they're both just escaping their past in their own ways. Because, like, when you go away to college, like, nobody knows you unless mm-hmm. you go someplace where you know people. Um, you know, <laughs> how knowing <laughs> works. <laughs> um, but even if you go someplace where you know people, you still kind of, like, reinvent yourself a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. like they're both escaping who they are in this small town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're both they're both home. And that, I mean, that just must feel so strange, as I keep saying. Um, so weird to refit yourself into, like, who you used to be when you come yes. home. Because there's a part of it that's so appealing. And the other part of you is like, but I've moved on from this. Yes. I'm trying to remember. There's a Troy Sivan song off of Blue Neighborhood that I used to listen to. I remember listening to it the first time that I like drove home in my own car mm. from college. Oh, what's the name of the song? I, I like it's not Blue Neighborhood, but it, it's, oh, it's Suburbia. If you really want to cry as you're passing by like landmarks in your town on your way to your house, listen to Suburbia by Troy Sivan. Mm. If it's okay with you, it's okay with me. Very similar to, um, if it's the same to you, it's the same with me. And this is them just accepting their situation. Um, and I just wrote, can we just skip it? Which is a Buffy reference. I just have to throw Buffy references in when I can. And it's like, ugh, I can't remember what it's, what this is from, but it's like, yeah, so it's from a Tumblr post. <laughs> of course it is. Listen, I, I saw it on Tumblr used to be the, I saw this TikTok and it's just it's the same same shit different you know yeah, decade the, the tumblr post it's from starpiece.tumblr.com it's i love when tragedies are like the love was there it didn't change anything it didn't save anyone there were just too many forces against it but it still matters that the love was there mm. the one the song the one. Oh yeah i didn't even write that down <gasps> write that down <laughs> write, write it down um, in the words of Taylor Swift, write that down. <laughs> um, yeah, like in the one where she's talking about the greatest loves of all time were are over now. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going to have to remember that when we come to the one. <laughs> we should write that down. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be in the episode. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so now we go through the chorus again. She adds a little bit more. Time flies, messy as the mud on your truck tires. Like, again, just, well, first of all, truck. Got to have a mention of truck. Country bingo. <laughs> uh, she's like, see, I'm still country a little bit. I mention trucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so time flies. She's like, it it, feel, it feels like nothing has changed being back um, when everything has changed. <laughs> um, Sick and cheer and Taylor Swift reference, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. It's always on my mind. <laughs> um, also, genius popped off again. They said Dorothea is always on her way to somewhere else, and the relationship can never be anything but fleeting and unstable. Just like messy as the mud on your truck tires. Also, uh, getaway car. I talk. There's a lot of car imagery in this song. Yeah, and like in getaway car, she's saying that the relationship's unstable. Like you knew from the from the from the moment this happened that this is what it was going to be. Is us just in a getaway car? You mentioning getaway car makes me th- so. On Black Friday was like a couple days ago. We went to Record Archive, which is our mm-hmm. local like indie record store, um, and I purchased Hillary Duff's album what album did i get of hers oh oh it's a good one it's i think it's her the, self-titled was it self-titled it's got like a white cover anyways in uh in that album it's a song called a getaway which absolutely inspired getaway car absolutely put the pedal down gotta get away it's traffic in my brain driving me insane you know gotta go that song's a banger it really is honestly i was listening to that album it. and i was like some of these songs are giving you know disney channel pop star but some of them are actually good. Are good. James Dean is actually good. It's I'm going to say that on the internet and I'm going to stick by it. That song <laughs> is good. Yeah. Do You Want Me? Is that also on that one? That one's yeah. good too. There's bangers on this Jericho, album. Jericho, banger. Yeah. I mean, like, I love you, Hillary Duff. I on our we, podcast. Hillary Duff was our first <laughs> concert for both of us. First concert, first love. I got so overstimulated, I left before the encore. Really? It's the only concert I've ever done that for. I remember nothing except dancing to the song Fly. Oh, I don't remember leaving during the encore. My mom complains oh. about it. Or not complains. She's excited that we left during the encore. There was also a huge snowstorm happening. Yes, yes. Massive snowstorm. Yes. Like snow coating the roads accidents happening level snowstorm yeah and we were like is it gonna get canceled and i know i was like it better not <laughs> and it didn't it wasn't we got to see her i don't really remember it but it changed my life anyway i remember coming home and i had a barbie uh tape recorder thing that like you could also put tapes in and play it but like i recorded a seven minute song about how much i love hillary duff and oh, i like to amazing. pull it out as the example of why my parents should have known i was gay um <laughs> At pretty much every major holiday. Mm-hmm. Anytime Hillary Duff comes up, such as right now. I had the glow stick from the concert in my freezer for like years. And I had a poster of her 
on my wall until I was like 18. That's incredible. I feel like I have a t-shirt of it somewhere. Oh, I love you, Hillary. We stand Hillary Duff. Now back to the song. Back to the song. Our current blonde icon. Yes. Uh, ooh, Taylor Swift, Hillary Duff meeting one. I hope Putting it's it happened. Into the ether. Um, has it happened? One of you tell us, please. <laughs> Hillary or Taylor, whoever sees this first. <laughs> One of you will for sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, I keep getting lipstick on my microphone. Uh, yeah, I I bump into it a lot too, so you'll see me just like bump. Anyway, I don't know why I'm doing that with my head. <laughs> so she's saying, "Hear me out. Like this is my proposition. We could just ride around again, getaway car, hopping in the car." She's making it clear that they're not stopping anywhere. This is just like a fleeting thing for the weekend. Um, it's it might also be a little bit of a sex thing because they're both staying with their parents. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that fogged up windshield. <laughs> now we get to the bridge. Uh, sleep in half the day just for old time's sake. Like, they're preying on this nostalgia and the good parts of their relationship just to to get that comfort and not think about the baggage. Um, okay. I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. I could probably talk about this line for three hours. <sighs> I would listen to you talk about it for three hours. Because <laughs> um, there's a couple different... There's a couple different ways that you can take this. He missed his chance to say don't go. That already happened. Now their their paths have diverged. Um, and she's saying that she won't ask him to wait around for her until she's either sick of her life or ready to come back and settle down. As long as he doesn't ask her not to go back to the life that she clearly finds unfulfilling to an extent. Like this is very real to her. Her life outside of this is less real. So she's saying don't ask me to stay. Um, do you want water? No, <laughs> uh, I'd rather I suffer. To, I forgot to offer you a drink before <laughs> no, we started. Fine. Um, and then I also just noted, I think later I noted it, but I'll say it now. She's saying, don't ask me to stay maybe because she'll do it if he asks. Yeah. She'll do it. And also cause she knows that he wants her to, which I think to her is like, that's, it's enough for me to know it. I already left once, like couldn't do it again if you vocalize that you wanted me to stay here. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. It I hurts. can't wait till we cover Dorothea. I know, right? So I'll go back to LA and the so-called friends will write books about me if I ever make it. <sighs> Damn. She's basically, Roasted. she's roasting these friends. She's saying they're fake, kind of like an Enchanted where she's saying, uh, was it Walls of Insincerity or? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's talking about these people that are, that are fake. They're insincere. They're not authentic because that's the world. That's the acting world. Yeah. Because everybody's there trying to become famous and trying to like become friends with they, with who they think is going to make it big so that they'll get like famous by mm -hmm. exposure. Right. And she's saying, like, the moment that she, Dorothea, gets famous, these so-called friends will take advantage of that to cash oh, in on 100%. it, to write a book. Um, and this could also parallel with Taylor's experience because she writes a lot about the downfalls of, of fame. Um, in like, this is why we can't have nice things and the lucky one, to name a Nothing few. Nothing new. Yeah. To name another. <laughs> There's more. Um, wonder about the only soul who can tell which smiles I'm faking are you kidding me? Ah! We didn't even want to wait to the end of the sound effect. That was just an immediate scream. Oh, my Lanta. I think I just released something with that scream. Oh, my That felt kind of good, I'm not going to lie. Wow. Okay, this line really gets to me because, like, what a way, again, like, the way that she describes these things, this is a person that the only person, the only soul, which, by the way, I just love the use of soul. Oh, so good. That knows when she's being real and when she's pretending. The only person. Like, and that's just so, because it's like, it kind of like alludes to like soulmates too, where it's like, your soul knows my soul. Like, mm -hmm. it's your, like your soul knows. A deep connection. It's not just like, you're the only person who knows. It's like, you're the only person who in your soul can look at me and know what I'm feeling. Like, yeah. Ugh. And I just, it reminds me of Fleabag season two. You would hate it because it's got cringe comedy. I know. I keep wanting to watch it, and then I'm like, I'm not going to like it if I watch it. I, not that I wouldn't like it, but I cannot do cringy comedy. I get it. Season two is a masterpiece to me, and the people who have seen it, you you get it. The girls that get, get it, it, get it. The girls that get it, get it. I'm Flew not one of them, two, as I say uh, often. <laughs> um, I also did a comparison to The Way I Loved You. He can't see the smile I'm faking, and my heart's not breaking, because I'm not feeling anything at all. So that's like the opposite. Yeah. She has the opposite problem. 
Okay, we're at my final three notes here. So thank you for bearing with me. This song is amazing. Um, the heart I know I'm breaking is my own. She's 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 doing she's breaking her own heart for herself. For her dreams. Yeah. And also because she knows it's not fair to him mm-hmm. to like ask him to wait or to do long distance or whatever because mm-hmm. she knows like she won't be able to be enough. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Ah. Uh. There's probably a lot of other things I could reference about breaking my own heart. I but I didn't write it down and honestly I'm freaking kind of reminds me of Midnight Rain. Ooh. And I'm not just saying that because that song also reminds me of our ex. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Okay, you know that same brain meme? I'm talking to the audience now. Do you know that meme that's like, same brain, same brain. Kat and I have a meme where we just change it. So it's same X, same X. <laughs> and the best part is that even though it's like so queer experience to have dated the same like queer person, this is not a queer person. <laughs> <laughs> no. And we also like, there's nothing wrong with this person. He's great. No, he's great. Shout out. He's great. He's great. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, to leave the warmest bed I've ever known. Like again, again. I just thought of something. Truck bed. Oh. That's it. (laughs) That was the whole thought. But also, like, (laughs) I was waiting for something more. Well, it's just, like, the idea of, like, they've just been, like, spending the weekend just driving around in his car and, like, Mm -hmm. catching up. And, like, if they're in Mississippi, they're probably, like, laying in the truck bed, like, looking up Mm -hmm. at the stars. And, like, like, that weekend of like laying in the truck bed and just like shooting the shit and like pretending like nothing else exists mm-hmm. is like the warmest memory that she's gonna know for like yes. a time because she knows like after this they're not gonna like probably do it again i have chills <laughs> chills 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 and multiplying uh, also uh once again i just wrote wtf genius they wrote she's not only leaving him but the comfort of her youth who who did this this song is so coming of age coded Mm-hmm. it really is um okay so there we go she and she says even though i'm leaving at the end right before the final chorus which is her basically saying like i've made my decision i will be i will be leaving peace out okay discussion questions is this a christmas song maybe <laughs> great i feel like <laughs> second question <laughs> I, I, i'll say more don't worry okay. i can ramble um I mean, like, I think that it could be a Christmas song because I was thinking about it since before when I said, like, maybe this is a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. song because it's, like, just a weekend. But also I'm thinking of, like, if she is in a way at college, if she's out, like, trying to make it big in, in L.A., mm-hmm. um, it might be that she didn't come home for Thanksgiving and she's just coming home for, like, a week at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, might be that she only has, like, a weekend to spare at home. Mm. So I think it could be a Christmas song, but it also could be a right after Christmas song. It could be. I forgot what line it was in there, but there was like something about like holidays lingering. Like bad perfume. Yeah, it could so be. So right it's after. like right after the holidays and it's yeah. like it's still like obviously people don't take down the Christmas decorations unless they're a psychopath um, <laughs> or moving in two weeks um, until like usually like a week or two after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's like the holidays are still everywhere, even though they didn't celebrate together. Mm hmm. The holidays linger like bad perfume. I didn't say this before, but maybe it's like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like right now, for example, where like the holidays still linger like bad perfume. Maybe there's like, there was an aunt at Thanksgiving dinner who wore bad perfume and she's thinking about that. They're joking like about it. Joke for them. Yeah. Or it also could be like um, bad perfume, kind of like the Christmas music that you hear every year that starts playing everywhere. Everywhere. And so it's just lingering. Yeah. So I just love, I love every single lyric of this song. I love Same. it so much. Um, second question, how do you feel about Dorothea's proposition? Like, do you think it's fair for her to just ask them to only be together for one weekend? I don't think that it's fair, but I think that it's the only way that either of them can move on because like both of them, like, obviously he is also in it. And like, we know from Dorothea that he's just like, if you ever want to come back, like I'll be here. I'm waiting Mm. for you. Even though she's like, don't wait for me like she's saying that and that's I also think why she says the heart I know I'm breaking is my own because she knows she's never gonna come back Mm. and he's gonna keep like his heart open and not quite broken hoping that she's gonna come back (sighs) so this is like her goodbye 
Yeah. It reminds me of like the, the, like as everyone, the book that I wrote that no one's read because <laughs> nobody wants to publish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not bitter. Um, like the scene with, with John, like that's, mm, that's yes. what this song reminds me of. Yes. I've read the book guys. She's read the book. It's very good. There's like a, a like dramatic goodbye yeah. kind of chapter. Which was one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite parts of the book. And there were a lot of great parts, but I really did no like that. So. <laughs> and I think it's because of our ex. That That's true. Because he is so wonderful. And so spending time with him, it is very much a what if situation. What if it had worked out? But ultimately it's not right. Um, yeah, I don't think it's fair, but I, a fair decision to do, but I think it's human. Yeah. And I think also part of it is that she's like thinking like I can go back and it can be exactly the same. And then she also does this and realizes that it never Mm. will be. Mm. So like without doing this, she never would have been able to let him go Mm -hmm. the way that he deserved to be let go because she would have still been holding on. And like, it's one thing if he's still holding on when she's like made it clear that like, I can't like make you wait for me. Like that's not fair. Like yeah. it's, if it's his choice, but if like, she's kind of like, maybe, maybe every weekend it's like, no, it's just this weekend. And then it's like, yeah. It. And I also think she really needed this. Yeah. She needed that weekend of feeling comfort and love and authenticity just to remind herself that those things, there are still beautiful things, you know? Oh yeah. Ooh, wow. Ooh. That was tis the damn season. We were in our feels for that. We were in our feels and now Christmas. <laughs> Christmas tree farm. <laughs> this song is a Christmas single that she released on December 6th, 2019. Oh, it's recent. She wrote it on December 1st, 2019. Uh, <laughs> and she wrote it in like a day and then contacted a producer whose name I forgot to write down. Um, she was in London and they like recorded it the next day. They got in the big choir to sing like the backup vocals at the end and like, a day and then they just did a really quick turnaround and like put it out it was announced on december 5th 2019 on i forgot to write it down but i think it was good morning america mm. um and there's like a behind the scenes video where she literally goes day by day of the writing process of her being like i have this idea and it'll be like in my heart there's a christmas tree farm <laughs> and then she's like but at the beginning it'll have this like nostalgic thing and it'll be like do because she's just a fucking genius. I love seeing her songwriting process. It's so, you should, I'm going to send you this video to watch because you'll okay. love it. Okay. Um, there's also a music video for this song that's like all old home videos because if you did not know, Taylor Swift grew up on a Christmas tree farm um, in Pennsylvania. So she like has this very, you know, nostalgic connection to Christmas tree farms and to Christmas. And like, she's always said Christmas is like her favorite holiday of all time. Her birthday is December 13th. So like, Mm. it's good that she likes Christmas because there's always Christmas stuff happening Mm -hmm. around her birthday. Um, This song debuted at number two on Billboard's digital songs chart, which was her 49th entry into the top 10 of that chart. Record breaking. Um, that's not like the big chart. It's just one of Billboard's many charts. It also debuted at number 59 on the important one, actually, uh, Billboard Hot 100 chart, which made her the female artist with the second most singles ever on the Hot 100 at the time behind oh. Nicki Minaj. Mm. She has since surpassed Nicki. Mm. Um, and it also debuted at number five on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. Wow. So it was a, it's a banger. I mean, it was listen. really good. When I was it's listening to it, I was like, because I, I thought it was on her debut for some reason. That's So in 2007, she did release a Christmas EP, but it was all covers. Oh. I, I thought it was going to be that era of Taylor, though, because I knew that she had Christmas songs. Gotcha. Yeah, she wrote this during Lover. So this was gotcha. the single in between Lover and The Man. Okay. Yeah, because I don't listen to the earlier music. So I was like, it could be from there. And then you started playing it. I'm like, this doesn't sound like early Taylor. No, this is 2019 Taylor. I love it. I love, love it so era. much. I and it, love it's the giving, jazzy sound. It's so fun. Oh my gosh, she sounds incredible. There was also an old-timey version that was released on November 22nd, 2021. Um, I don't really listen to that one va- very often, but like, it's fun too. Mm. It's We love an old-timey moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this was performed twice, and both times were in 2019. 
Um, so on December 8th, which is, you know, two days after it came out, a uh, week after she wrote it, um, <laughs> at the Jingle Bell Ball in London. And then on her 30th birthday on December 13th, she sang it at iHeartRadio's Z100 Jingle Ball in New York City. That's so cute. She's so cute. We love her. We love her. Um, in terms of my personal connections, this is the first song on my Fuck It Christmas music playlist, <laughs> which I made in like... 2020 or 2021 when it was too early to be listening to Christmas music but I said fuck it I want to listen to Christmas music um and now that's my go-to Christmas playlist and maybe I should change the title but I won't um in terms of lyrical analysis this isn't really that deep of a song I'm gonna be real it's it's just like a fun little Christmas song it's just like nostalgic cute like Christmas vibes um, being with the person that you love around the holidays and like having that like image of the perfect ideal holiday it's just mm-hmm. cute. She's cute. She's she's a cute little song. This is like now, honestly, up there in my top Christmas songs. It's a really good Christmas song. It's in turn, like I, Sabrina Carpenter just came out with a Christmas EP, which if you haven't listened, really fun. Um, she came out with Nonsense Christmas last year, which is like a fun little like you know it's a Christmas version of her song Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, with lyrics such as "I think I only want you under my mistletoe," <laughs> gonna change his name in my. F- Gonna change his contact to has a big North Pole. <laughs> I love Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, um, I saw a TikTok once where I guess there's this one line from one of her songs where in every single city she's in when she's performing yes, it, she it's changes nonsense. it. It's the outro of nonsense. Okay. Yeah, yes. and she, I was she watched the compilation. It. It's so good. She even does it because she's opening for Taylor right now. She does it for every show. Amazing. It's so cute. Um so back to the song we're actually talking about. Right. I'm trying to vamp a little because this is I don't have a lot. Oh, we can vamp. We can vamp. You know we can. Um, my winter nights are taken up by static stress and holiday shopping traffic. Um, I think a lot of times like the holiday season, instead of being like happy and joyful, like it is when you're a kid, like you grow up and it's just like, oh my God, I have to buy presents. Oh my God. I have to like figure out how I'm going to go to 18 holiday parties and remember to not drink too much on Christmas Eve and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then also like if you've ever gone to a mall around Christmas time, war zone, (sighs) War zone. I went to Black Friday in person like once. Never again. It's a lot. It's It's a lot. Very overstimulating. So overstimulating. And like also the deals aren't as good as they used to be for Black Friday. Might as well just buy it online. Exactly. I buy. I did all my Black Friday shopping online. Except um, for the Hillary Duff CD that you got it. Except for the, the Hillary Duff CD and a foof, I was. This was my purchase at the record archive. It was the Hillary Duff CD, <laughs> greatest hits of the Foo Fighters, and a Barbie sticker. <laughs> And that's just me as a person. That's, Honestly, that's like... That's all you need to know. Like, I love the Foo Fighters. I've seen them live before. I'm seeing them live again this summer. Like, I <laughs> like I genuinely like everything I purchased. None of it was gifts. It was all for me. Yep. Um, I, I love also, it. Also, if you live in Rochester, go to Record Archive because oh, they have so, so much Taylor stuff. Yeah. I love Record Archive. They also get, like, another tangent. Um, Taylor has, like, a list of, like, indie record stores that get signed CDs of hers whenever she releases stuff. And Record Archive is always on the list. I have a signed copy of Red Taylor's version from there. Mm -hmm. It'll probably, once I move in a couple months, in a month, in a half. That's so weird. That's coming up. Um, We're going to have, like, a whole, like, actual Taylor Swift-themed background. Yes. We'll probably hang up that CD. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so so excited. excited Have, like, an actual podcast set and not just, like, my bookshelf. That's also my Zoom background of meetings. I'm excited for you to be in a new space because this one has lived its course. It has lived its course. (laughs) Of course. Um, But I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else just like magic. We love a maladaptive daydreaming queen. (laughs) She's just like me for real. Just like me for real. (laughs) She's, like, sitting in the, like, mall parking lot and she's just, like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not here. I'm on a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> Some people dream of, uh, you know, beaches and stuff. Mm. Not Taylor. She's on a Christmas tree farm mm-hmm. where the people would come to dance under sparkling lights. Mm. Do people do that at Christmas tree farms? Do they dance? I don't. I, I don't. I've. Um, not in my experience. <laughs> not in mine either. Here's my experience with Christmas tree farms. <laughs> I would like to hear it every year. <laughs> Every year I wake up. <laughs> uh, every every year my family and I used to go get our Christmas tree. Um, and we'd always, 
uh, accidentally pick the coldest day of the year to go. <laughs> it was freezing. There were so many of us because it was me, my brother, my two step siblings, my stepdad, my mom, you know, young kids all being annoying, getting to the Christmas tree farm. It's just so cold. Everyone's <laughs> just mad by the end. We saw down this tree. No one cares about the tree anymore. We just want hot chocolate. The hot chocolate's bad. <laughs> I love this. So therefore, my Christmas tree farm experience is not magical. So in your heart, there's not a Christmas tree farm is what I'm hearing. It's it's not. But I'd imagine that Taylor's Christmas tree farm is it's not the coldest day of the year. True. And the hot chocolate's amazing. And perhaps less small children. <laughs> True. The children are actually, they're in the town. They're not even here. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I would always get, my brother was in Boy Scouts growing up. He's an Eagle Scout. Why do we keep hyping up my fucking brother? <laughs> Anyway, so every year we would get our Christmas tree from like the Boy Scout troop because they would do their Christmas tree sale. That's where they got like most of their fundraising money for the year. Um, And so we would always get like a real Christmas tree. And then like a few years ago, my mom was just like, they raised the price of the Christmas trees for the troop. And my mom was just like, we're getting a fake fucking tree. (laughs) We're not paying like whatever the price is now. Because also we get a really big tree. We usually Mm -hmm. get like a 12 foot tree because my parents Mm -hmm. have really high ceilings in their living room. Mm -hmm. So we just got a fake one. And then I'm afraid of heights. So every year we have to wait until my brother is home for Thanksgiving to put it up because I refuse to help with the lights at the top because standing on the ladder gives me a panic attack. It would do the same for me. So we're in that together. To put on the lights, you have to like pass it around. And I'm just like, I don't have the balance to like throw and then catch. Like I just, I'm not there. I would would personally fall. (laughs) Personally, me? Broken neck. Um, (laughs) It's not very Christmassy. ER trips, not Christmas. In my heart, there's not an ER visit. Although you can't spell Christmas tree farm without ER. (laughs) That's true. That's how that spelling works. Anyway, continue. Um, Bundled up in their mittens and coats. Um, (laughs) I think it's fun that she chose mittens and not gloves because, like, I saw this comedian the other night, Earl David Reed. I love him. Um, He was doing a bit about how, like, nobody can look badass in mittens. (laughs) It's like, like, I'm giving you the middle finger. You don't know. Like I love that joke, and I'm only just am repeating it from his show. Oh, that's he's so great. Funny. You should go see him if he ever comes because he does like mostly crowd work. Mm. So every single time you see him, it's a different show entirely. Wow, that's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, but I just thought that was funny that she chose like mittens and not gloves because it's just like mittens are like just like so soft and cozy, and like nobody looks mean when they're wearing mittens. They're just like, hello, I'm at a Christmas tree farm. Um, <laughs> every single time they put on mittens, you have to say it or else I haven't worn a mitten in God. That's cause you, a while. that's why you don't know to what to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, um, and the cider would flow. Why did she choose cider and not hot cocoa or like, and the cocoa Because would the hot flow? cocoa's bad. She oh, of course. It. Right, 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 right. She was like, actually, you know what? I don't think Abby would like that line. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I don't know if it's a Pennsylvania thing. Like I know hot cider is like a thing mm-hmm. everywhere, but like cider is not the first thing that pops into my mind for Christmas. Eggnog is not, not as pretty to sing, but she could have said, <laughs> and the cocoa would flow or, and hot cocoa would flow. And that was oh. the same number of so- yeah, syllables. That's true. Look at me giving songwriting advice <laughs> to fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> Sweet dreams of holly and ribbon. Mistakes are forgiven. So Hallmark. Mm, mm-hmm. So so Christmassy. Like the classic Christmas. Like, oh, we're going to forgive everybody. You know, it's like we talk about country music bingo a lot. This is really Christmas music this bingo. This is so Christmas music bingo. But I eat it up. We've got holly. We've got sweet dreams. That's, all, that's, <laughs> that's two things. Got cider for some reason. Hot cocoa is missed. That was the free space, but she didn't even get the fucking free space. You got mittens. Got mittens. <laughs> I think she said snow. <laughs> um, she said Christmas. That's true. She does say Christmas. Say Christmas tree farm. Um, everything is icy and blue. Um, I saw on Genius, they connected this to Paper Rings and Lover mm. off of the album Lover, um, which is what she was, you know, mm-hmm. touring, not touring, what she was promoting at mm-hmm. this time. Um, the Bridge of Lover, like my heart's been borrowed and yours has been blue. Mm. And then also in paper rings uh in the winter in the icy outdoor pool 
Mm-hmm. You went in first, I went in two. I'm with you even if it makes me blue. Mm. So there's also that. It's like romanticizing the icy and blue. Yeah. Whereas in those other songs, like icy and blue are kind of negative-ish. I'm about to get yelled at for not knowing what this is from, but the um, don't want no other shade of blue. What is is that, that peace or hoax? I think that's hoax. I think it's hoax. So yeah, blue. Blue. My favorite color. I love that for you. Also the color of her eyes. True. That's true. There you go. <laughs> um, the next line. And you would be there too. This kind of sounds like an afterthought. Like when you're telling someone your ideal <laughs> Christmas moment and you're like, uh, yeah, and obviously you would also be there. I didn't mention it because it's so obvious that you would be there too. Obviously you too would be there. <laughs> You're so right. I know I'm right. That's why I wrote it down. Write this down. It's just, and you, you would, you know, you, yeah, you would be there. It could either be that with the afterthought, or just like, and and you would, you would be there bad. too. Yeah, like when you're talking to your crush, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to this like party tonight. Oh, if you wanted to come, if you were there too, it'd be cool. If you were there, yeah, that might be, that might be chill. I'm normal. I'm such a normal person with normal feelings and emotions. It's fine. Um, My neurodivergent ass. <laughs> anyway. Under the mistletoe. We all know what happens there. Um, watching the fire glow. Or if you live in an apartment like me, watching the Yule Log uh, TV show on Netflix glow. Um, and telling me I love you. Cute. Cute. Which, what are, are you saying it back, Taylor? You don't, you no. don't mention that. She's no, her heart's at the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> she's she's like, and you would be there too. And you'd be telling me how much you love me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and what would you, you say, know. Taylor? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> um, just be it in your arms. Takes me back to that little farm where every wish comes true. Such a cute way to say that being in your arms feels like home. Because, yeah. like, you know that, like, she grew up on the Christmas tree farm. So not only does it feel like home, it feels like childhood home. So it's, like, nostalgic, cute, sweet, innocent. Just a total vibe. I will say this every episode for so many lyrics. But just the way that she talks about common things. Like, in a lot of songs, you feel like home is everywhere. But she yeah. doesn't say you feel like home. She says it in these new ways that mean exactly the same thing but are just so descriptive and, like, uh, it's so good. So good. Verse 2. In my heart, there's a Christmas tree farm. There's a light in the barn. We'd run inside out from the cold. Oh, there's a barn. There's a barn at this farm. Farm barn. <laughs> farm barn. Um, well, I was just like, you know, just a little a little country music bingo is a treat. True, true. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the use of we. I'm like, she's got to keep the other person included because she forgot to mention them until the pre-chorus last verse. <laughs> and you and you would be there. It's we. We'd be there. We'd run in outside from the cold. I wouldn't leave you out there. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Even though we have mittens and you'd be fine. Drama queen. Um, <laughs> and if you would have flipped me off, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> so don't try. <laughs> in the town, kids are dreaming of sleighs. <laughs> and they me planning my holiday party outfit for my office holiday party. Kids in kids in twenty twenty three dreaming of sleighs. They're dreaming of slaying. <laughs> Slay queen. <laughs> All right. Um, but also it's like in the town that's where the kids are dreaming. They're not here, which is, that's a dream. <laughs> um that made me think of the one time that I went to like actually chop down a Christmas tree. I went with our friend Ryan. Um <laughs> And I was like, should I bring Shakespeare? And he was like, Yeah, totally bring Shakespeare. And then we went and we didn't realize that like we went like on a weekday because we just like that was the only time we could find to go together and like we didn't realize until we got there that they didn't have lights on like any floodlights or anything on the actual christmas trees Uh like so we had to go chop down a christmas tree in the dark and there was only two of us and so i'm holding the dog and the flashlight and like he's doing all the work i mean it was his tree fair enough but like i just think it's funny that it's like that's there was, and then there was these annoying kids. That not they were fine. They were normal kids. Whatever. It was me and my brother and my sister <laughs> from, from early travels. Um, <laughs> and they're like, "Can we pet your dog?" And I was like, "No, she doesn't like kids. Spear likes kids. She just likes jumping on kids." Yes, I think she just she likes people so much. She just gets so excited. Tall white men. She does except not except like. tall white men. She does not yeah. like, which really makes family events for me really <laughs> exciting. Since most of my male relatives 
are over six foot and they're all white. There you go. Um, so the kids, they're dreaming of sleighs. They're warm and they're safe. Um, it's giving, what do you want for Christmas? World peace. <laughs> I can't explain why. That's just all that line makes me think of that. It's like, all right, what if not world peace? I want the necklace from the Barbie movie, I guess. <laughs> That's what I want for Christmas. They wake to see a blanket of snow. Love that. There's like nothing better than the first snow that sticks like the week of Christmas. If it happens after Christmas, then it's a bummer because you're like, why wasn't this here for Christmas? What the fuck? Um, but like the week, like the couple weeks before Christmas, if that's when like the first snow sticks and you wake up and you look outside and you're like, oh my God, there's snow and the Christmas lights are already out and it's Christmas. Yay. Yay. Love that. Uh. Um, ba, ba, ba. Got the pre-chorus and the chorus again. They don't change this song um as we know she really likes to change her choruses up mm-hmm. but not here this is a a quick little fun fun little ditty fun romp she wrote it and made it so fast that she was like eh she's like let's have a fun little christmas and, music bingo and also you will be there <laughs> and you'll yeah you can be there too <laughs> i guess like that's fine <laughs> and the bridge when i'm feeling alone you remind me of home Aw. Cute. What she really is recovering from that first verse. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a really cute comment about how, what if you, she's talking about like us as the audience. Aww. Like you can be there too and we can do all these things together. Oh, baby, baby. Merry Christmas. So that's what she says. She says, Merry <laughs> Christmas. They're saying, I love you. I love you. She's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's her response. And when the world isn't fair, I'll pretend that we're there. Um, that's cute. It's so cute. Like going back to the little like happy memory, like whatever you said. Her happy place. This is her little happy maladaptive daydream. Aww. And it's like the place that reminds her of her childhood, and she's there with the person who loves her. Maybe she loves him too. Who's to say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, baby, baby, Merry Christmas Hmm. to you. And then she cuts the chorus a little short. She just does the like under the mistletoe, watching the fire glow, and telling me I love you. Um, and then she does say, I love you in the outro. <laughs> so we love that. That's, uh, that's what I got about Christmas cute. tree farms. Just a quick little, so cute, quick little thing. I love this song. I'm so it's glad so cute I, and fun. I listened to it now. I can't believe I hadn't heard it before. I know it's, it's like I said, it's the first song on my Christmas playlist. Wow. Cause like when I want to start listening to Christmas music early, it's probably cause I want to listen to this song or like mm. another pop girly song. Yeah. Um, my discussion question. Do you think realizing that she grew up on an investment property took away some of the Christmas magic? (laughs) Cat coming in and ruining Christmas. (laughs) What? Her parents were like stockbrokers. They didn't live on a Christmas tree farm for the vibes. Oh my Lanta. That's so funny. You really just came for Christmas's throat. (laughs) <laughs> well i'm saying do you think that it ruined the christmas magic i hope not i want her to have her happy place i'm so sorry taylor but it probably did a little bit <laughs> sorry, my watch keeps buzzing she's a very conscious queen like she knows these things true but i think it's like separating the art from the artist like separating the capitalism from the happy place <laughs> yeah and also i feel like a lot of this like you know she can't really go back to the christmas tree farm because like other people live there like don't go to this place and like bother the people that live there it's it would be weird mm. um but like you know she gets to like look back on it and like have these like cute little memories and mm-hmm. it's a vibe mm-hmm. that's that's what i got to say about that i have a discussion question about this song go for it what's your christmas tree farm oh that's a good question. <laughs> what is my Christmas tree farm? Like your happy place. If you were to Christmas, maladaptive daydream. Christmas happy place or just. No, in general. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. What, what's yours? You go first. Um, mm, okay. So there's a couple. The roof of my childhood home. Oh my God. Because I used to have a window that we would climb out of and just lie on my roof. That's so cute. And that, I think about that a lot. That was really nice. Um, and then there's, like, London. I London is just, was everything to me. I can't wait to go back. True. Portland and Seattle, West Coast, great. But I don't know if that counts because that's not as specific. It can count. 
Why not? I'm trying to think what mine is. I'm trying to think of like a cute childhood memory that's like, I don't know. I guess like, I don't know. Cat doesn't have a happy <laughs> this place. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful life. Um, <laughs> and the days go by. I, I don't even know, man. I'm trying to think of stuff. Tell us what your happy place is and also can't keep thinking on it. If you don't have a happy place. I know that I have one. I'm just trying to think of what it is. Okay. Well, because I'm trying to think of like a childhood one specifically. So as the uh, the counselor here, I always, <laughs> my go-to question when there's like a quiet moment in the room is I ask people what they're doing for self-care because that's important. And I think the holiday season, just on a very quick, lightly serious note, I think the holiday season can be really hard for a lot of people. So just making sure to practice self-care and think of yourself during these these trying uh magical Christmas times um yeah that and also just remembering or thinking about what your happy place is because that's kind of fun and cute yeah I think mine is my like New Paltz grad school apartment because I loved that apartment Ooh. and like I love it was like my first like grown-up apartment I only have one roommate and not six um and then also I could look out the windows and have like a view of mm. um like the New Paltz mountain skyline like there's a specific ridge that's like famous um so I think it's that that's really nice. My hint song is I'm never gonna guess what song I'm doing. Take me to church by Hosher. <laughs> uh, mine is going to be Little House by Amanda Seyfried. And that's uh, that's it for us. Oh, we didn't get to talk about Travis Kelsey's tweets where he spelled squirrel wrong. Oh my god! But I just want to say that that's so cute and great. It's so good. I love that somebody was like, "Let's see if he was problematic," and he's just like, "About to go to Olive Garden with my dad." Hashtag schmacking. Like, <laughs> obsessed with that. I love that. So there's that. Uh, Merry Chrysler. Happy crisis. Or <laughs> whatever holidays you may be or may not be celebrating. Happy winter, season. maybe. Uh, and, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Woo -woo. Crispy high five. Crispy high five. Christmas high five. Christmas. <laughs> That's not Christmas it. <laughs> that laugh like started fake and then wasn't anymore. Okay. All right. Yes. We are one and done. Amazing. Look at us go. Woo. It's like we're on episode 10. <laughs> I have, I started, you know, those, my ideal hunger games lineup TikToks have been going around. Uh -huh. I started one when I was drunk, but all that I have is that district seven lumber includes Groot. So, <laughs> and I love that. And that's what I, right when I'm, I'm like, drunk. Genuinely, that's my favorite thing. And she wrote, tis the damn season. <laughs> and that's why I don't have any Grammys. <laughs>